Hi everyone, this is your new host, Kiara Lozano with Walton Biz Talk, a student-run podcast where we have casual conversations about professional things. This podcast is powered by the Business Communication Lab at the Sam and Walton College of Business, and this season we'll be digging deeper into the importance of innovation in our everyday life. We'll be having guests from all industries, backgrounds, and expertise share their contributions and thoughts on innovation as the world continues to change. Hi, welcome back to Walton Biz Talk. In this episode, co-host Savannah and I get to meet with Julian All, ASG president, to talk more about innovation on campus, how to get involved, and what we can expect from the student government this upcoming year. Thank you so much for joining us, Julia. Before we get started, could you give us a quick introduction to our listeners and give them a more insight into your role in ASG? Yeah. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Julia Nall, and I currently serve as the 2020-2021 student body president. So that means that in addition to representing the student body, I also get to lead the associated student government. ASG is comprised of three branches. We're set up a lot like the federal government with our judicial, executive, and legislative branch. So I get to work with all of those branch leaders and really focus on innovative ways to serve the student need. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about ASG. Um, I'm sure that most of our listeners are, you know, very involved and know more about it, but those that don't, that's a great recap. Um, So this is a question that I ask all of our guests. What does innovation mean to you and how is that impacted into your role? Yeah, innovation to me, I think some people hear that word and they think about technology and apps and these really flashy things. But for me, innovation is just looking at problems and trying to come up with creative solutions, even if the solutions are really simple. In my role, um, that can take a lot of different forms. A lot of what I do is meeting with administrators and addressing student concerns. And there's always a bunch of different ways to tackle that. One of the cool things about our university is that our undergraduate population is so big. And because of that, there's a lot of needs and a lot of competing interests. So innovation looks like finding ways to represent all of this competing interest while also being able to form kind of a cohesive voice and a cohesive vision to get things done. Well, Julia, we know this year has been a really interesting one. So I'm curious, but you guys have gotten so much done and been so productive and have come up with so many interesting projects. So I'm wondering what have been some of your favorite projects or initiatives that you've gotten to work on during your time in ASG and how have they influenced you to run for student body president this past year? Yeah, my all-time favorite initiative we've gotten to work on has definitely been getting Bud Walton as an on-campus voting center. That actually happened um, after I was elected, but I was really thrilled um, that that happened. And that was after years and years of effort with lots of different people. Um, But I think that voting is so important and making voting accessible is so important. So that's been something that's really been a highlight. But before then, I think one of my favorite things would be the Meal Swipe Donation Drive. That's where ASG partners with the Volunteer Action Center and Chartwells. And at the end of every semester, students can go and donate unused meal swipes from their meal plans to others who may need them. um, And those people can request them through U of A Cares. I can also um, turn my laptop on Do Not Disturb. Sorry about that. No, you're totally good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about that. We actually did have some questions, you know, concerning um, the Chartwells and just like the meal swipe. 
Um, I feel like that is a very awesome innovation. I remember when I was probably like a sophomore, I think, or a freshman, that's kind of when that started. And I think that's a great way to get back to the community. Um, so how have you guys seen growth and process like through that? Yeah, the first year I was a part of the Nils White donation drive would have been, I want to say 2017. And that year was, um, the first year we had done it in a while, ASG used to do it, and then it went away for a little bit, and that was the year that we really brought it back. And I want to say we got something like 950 donations our first go, which is really incredible. And um, so the next year, whenever we were working on it, we were looking at that number, hoping to surpass it just a little bit, and we actually hit um, well over 3,000 donations, which was so impressive and so thrilling. Uh, so now, now that we know what the donation pool looks like, um, we're able to focus more on advertising how students can actually access those meals if they need them, because the program is ultimately to combat food insecurity on campus. But to do that, in addition to collecting donations, we also have to make sure that we're actually reaching those food insecure populations. So I think the program's got a lot of growth and we've already seen it progress so quickly, even just in the past three years. Julia, I also wanted to build on, I know Kiara talked about the meal swipes. I also wanted to build on the other project you were talking about because the on-campus polling site is such a big accomplishment for voter accessibility, not just on campus, but in Northwest Arkansas and the state of Arkansas. So I, I'm curious, how do you find success in bringing together the ecosystem that we have here on the University of Arkansas campus with the rest of Northwest Arkansas and bringing them together to make a lasting larger scale impact? Yeah, I really love the idea that we're a campus um, and part of being a campus of this cohesive unit, we're also part of this larger Fayetteville and Northwest Arkansas community. And in that, I think we do have an obligation to step outside of our student bubbles and our university bubble to really interact with that larger community as a whole. Even if you move out of Fayetteville after graduation and never work in Arkansas again, you're still going to have these connections to Fayetteville that are really important and that you're going to carry for the rest of your life. But I think it's fair to say a lot of students will come back to Arkansas or they will work in Fayetteville or Northwest Arkansas. Um, we are starting, for a lot of us, our adult life starts here on this campus. Um, so recognizing the value of the community there, I think is just so crucial, both in being proactive for your own personal growth, but also just in being a good civically engaged person. Um, I think it's important to do things like vote in all of the local elections, not just the statewide ones. We need to vote for city council and we need to vote for school board because even if, you know, I, I don't have kids going to school in Fayetteville, I'm 22, but the school board affects my community. We know as um, college students that the quality of schools in our neighborhoods really directly impacts the quality of resources that we're using. So looking at the ways that all of that's interconnected and reaching out of our bubbles um, it's something that's just become so important to me over the past few years. I totally agree with that. And I think it's very important that not only are you influencing students to continue to vote and be engaged on campus, but also outside of campus, um, specifically during this time, because, you know, most people that are in college, like this is a time when we're turning into the age of like, hey, we can vote now. Um, so it's very important to make sure that these students know that they have the accessibility to be able to vote. Um, in a place that they feel safe and comfortable. Um, so that's an awesome practice that I honestly am super excited to see continue to grow. Um, so 
another question that we had was concerning um, just like the mental health awareness that you know, that you guys have really been focusing on recently. I saw that you guys partner recently with Headspace and I just wanted to know how that's been developed and what was inspired behind that motive. Yeah, that has been so exciting. Um, I will be totally honest. We started working with Headspace because I saw Vanderbilt student government um, do a partnership with them. And I thought that's a great idea. We should absolutely take that. And I reached out to their leadership team and got the contact information. But right now we offer free Headspace subscriptions to students. Um, and in doing that, number one, we're able to make sure that people have some of the resources they need like guided meditation and stress relief applications so that you can really take care of your mental health at home. But that also gives us data that we can look at. We can see, okay, 25% of our app users were doing stress relief this week. This shows us that the student body is a little more stressed than normal. And being able to give that really tangible information to administrators and programmers and mental health professionals has been so helpful in handling COVID and just the difficulties of being a student. Um, we know that this is a really stressful time for a lot of people and being able to pinpoint where that stress happens, I think means that we are then able to be more proactive in the future and hopefully provide more of those opportunities and resources that people need. I'm so glad that you brought up how this is affecting students, especially because I think mental health has been such a big topic um, within the entire world lately. But I know that your job as ASG president is to represent the needs and the interests of the campus population, which usually involves a lot of interaction. And we know, especially right now, that that little interaction, you know, finding little outlets, talking with people, isolation is such a big thing right now for students and it can really box them in. So how have ASG's methods of outreach changed this year and which have you found to be most effective? Yeah, we've had to get so much more comfortable with Zoom. Um, I am not very good at technology and that has been a very big challenge for me, um, but I'm glad that's an area we, where we've been able to grow. Um, honestly, sometimes being all remote does make things like going to RSO meetings and meeting with other student leaders a little bit easier logistically because you can do so much of it so much more quickly now. So I've been really lucky to get to attend RSO meetings for organizations that I wasn't involved in before um, becoming ASG president and get to hear from them a little bit more. And um, we did our student poll earlier this year where we collected data from students and that was sent out in an email from the chancellor. So we know that every single undergraduate received it. And that was really helpful to us. Um, I think this is always relevant, but especially during COVID, um, we shouldn't expect students to come to us with their needs. We need to go to them and really be proactive and listen and meet people where they are. I don't think it's um, on the burden of anyone to have to advocate for themselves. We wanna lessen that as much as we can so that no one is having to go out of their way to make their voice heard. I wanted to quickly touch on when you talked about, um, it's kind of difficult. We know here um, at the Business Communication Lab, it's also been a challenge to get students coming and get them to feel comfortable with doing things um, over webcam because it is kind of difficult. A lot of students have been experiencing virtual burnout where they show sort of a, a more underwhelming response to activities outside of just their classes. So. How has ASG been able to make campus a more special place and get students to come out and um, get more involved even during this time? 
Yeah, I think a lot of that goes back to finding the opportunities that are going to be most relevant to students. Um, this wasn't an ASG initiative, but the Distinguished Lectures Committee has brought in some really incredible lecturers this year. And one of the people that they brought in was Bob Goff very, very early in the year. And of course, he's such a positive and motivational person. Um, they were able to immediately address that student need by bringing in this lecturer that they knew was going to have such a positive impact for students who listened. And one of the nice things about that format was that it was this online lecture where you tuned in and watched. You didn't have to do your makeup or, or get dressed up to sit in front of the camera because your camera was going to be off so that you could listen. I mean, I think that that was a great example of a really accessible event. Um, in terms of other things ASG has done, we've done a lot of smaller scale programming to try to reach out to people. I mean, just being understanding. I know it's always easy in an event to feel like people are tuned out if they don't have their cameras on, but that's not always the case. I think that there's a lot to be said for keeping your camera off for the sake of your mental health if you're approaching some of that Zoom burnout. I mean, I think it's important for us to be understanding of that. Yeah, I was going to say that I have truly seen over like the past year how ASG has continued to develop and continue to like spread their voice. Um, online. And it's something that is definitely very prominent. So props to you guys. Um, you guys are doing an excellent job. But I did want to just talk a little bit more about what you were saying about online like lectures and more opportunities. And I know that we're shifting towards reopening, um, you know, the school back to in person. Are there anything like any current activities that you guys are doing online that you guys could continue to see in the future? Or how has this whole COVID um, pandemic craziness kind of affected how you guys are going to continue to conduct um, meetings or just continuing to express like what you guys are doing? Yeah, um, obviously we're gonna try to move as much back to in-person I think as we can. Um, that's just a much easier and more engaging way to reach people sometimes. But I do think that there's a lot of value in some of these remote events um, because of accessibility. The pandemic has obviously disproportionately affected people with disabilities and chronic illnesses. And in a lot of ways, it's forced, I think, the general population to have to look for accommodations the way that certain people with disabilities have to. So while the pandemic has been really hard on those communities, it's also shown um, how much our systems really can pivot and adjust to be more inclusive. So I hope that we keep things like, like hybrid meetings or recordings online. Um, as part of just general procedures, because that does help reach populations that outside of the pandemic still have difficulty leaving their home or interacting with really large groups. Um, hybrid meetings, I think, are also really great just for keeping people involved if they have a lot going, in, going on that week. Um, so while we still want to do a lot of especially tabling outside again and just with physical interaction, Things like lectures, I think, should always have room now for a hybrid element just to keep our reach really wide and inclusive. Speaking of going back on campus, um, as we return to in-person classes, like Kiara said, I know that there was recently an ASG election and that there will be that transition happening next year. Can you give the student body any insight into what projects or initiatives that you guys that are in the works right now or that will be in the future? What can students expect? Yeah, so the next team is in their middle of transition right now. I actually officially leave office in like 11 days on the 25th. So it's been really exciting to hear 
the plans that the next team has. They're in the process of putting their executive cabinet together. I think those applications just closed. So right now they're really looking at kind of working out the nitty gritties of their plans. Um, I don't think I can speak to any specific events right now, but I do think they're gonna try to return to some of the things ASG has done traditionally outside of COVID. We usually do a cookout on the very first day of classes just to welcome people back. And I think that that's something that'll be returning. We do um, a lot more tabling, especially very early on in the year to connect with students. Um, and I think they're planning to really push for those again, just to give back that sense of normalcy. And then I know we actually have a group of current freshmen who are working with new student and family programs to do programs during a week that cater towards sophomores because current sophomores didn't have that a week experience as freshmen. They weren't introduced to campus in the way that a lot of us older students were. So I think it's really cool that those younger ASG leaders took that initiative and are working to make that a reality. Yeah, I actually did not know about that, about the, um, you know, the integration for the sophomore students. I think that's going to be a great thing because I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of different freshmen, like throughout our jobs and stuff like that. And one of their main concerns is the fact that they just don't feel like they know enough about the school or, or like they're here, but they're not here. Um, so I definitely think that that definitely is going to help them feel a lot more comfortable um, and more engaged. Could you share with our like with our listeners just a little bit more about that freshman program? Because I know that a lot of our listeners who are just starting to come into school, um, you know, they might be a little too scared to like join ASG or they don't know enough information about it. And I think that that is a great way for them to start to get involved on campus. Yeah, so some of our entry programs for ASG are the Freshman Leadership Forum. Um, that's freshman only applications open very early in the school year, um, usually the first few weeks of August. And that program um, is competitive and really highly engaging. It focuses a lot on professional development and introducing students to leadership experiences and also just helping freshmen get to know ASG a little bit better because the bulk of ASG um, applications do happen in the spring, things like our executive cabinet and then our biggest Senate election is in the spring. So by doing that freshman program in the fall, we're really opening it up to that new class. And that's where we have um, the student leaders who are working with new student and family programs to add on to A Week. They started in Freshman Leadership Forum. Um, that initiative is being led by jo Josie Zakrewski, and she's just so incredible. She's grown a lot in this past year. Um, so she's a member of FLF, and she's working with NSFP to add on to A Week. Um, and then, in addition to FLF, we see it member program which has rolling applications. Um, you can join at any point in the school year. And it's similar to FLF, but it's just a little more laid back in structure. Um, instead of having a very set curriculum on professional development, it's really a, somewhere that you can join at any given moment to get plugged in more to campus. Definitely. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about that, because I know that that is something that I feel like every student should be involved in, like ASG. Um, like you said, it's a student voice. Um, this is you know, part of the organization campus that you're going to be with for the next, like, potentially like four years, maybe more, maybe a little less. Um, so I definitely think it's super important for students to get involved. Um, do you have any like specific advice for students that are going to go through like the application process? Or if they're just not unsure where within ASG they best fit? Yeah, um, if you're not sure, 
where you would best fit in ASG, I always recommend just talking to current executive members. And um, we host office hours. I'm in the union in my office pretty much all the time. Um, and we've got our office hours posted on our website. But I recommend just reaching out, ch chatting with us, seeing a little bit about where you think you might fit. Um, Senate obviously is a really great place to get involved if you're interested in writing legislation and passing resolutions. But I also know that not everybody is comfortable in that environment and that's where we have our executive cabinet and they work on initiatives um, in a little more free form setting with still really set goals, but they don't have the, the set one hour meetings with Senate with the parliamentary procedure and all of the formality. And then we also just have other, I guess, more niche and tailored parts of ASG like our Office of Financial Affairs Board. I know that that attracts a lot of Walton students every year but that's our board that allocates money to RSOs. Um, and they've got a really, really neat community. So if you're interested in things like event planning and working with student organizations or any sort of interest in accounting or financial management, that's gonna be a great fit for you. And then we've also got our judicial who oversees our elections and keeps everything fair. So if you're a really behind the scenes person, that's gonna be probably a really comfortable fit for you. But just open conversation with branch leaders, um, reaching out to students who are already involved. I know it can be a little intimidating just cold emailing a stranger, but I promise it's totally worth it. Um, and all of us love it whenever that happens. I get so excited whenever I get a DM from someone who wants to know more about the organization. Yeah, I think it's very important for students to know that it really is open for everyone. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter like what your degree is or you like your background or anything like that. This is a place where, you know, like your voice gets to be heard. So I think that's a great initiative that you guys have. And I love the fact that, you know, you guys promote it and everyone at ASG is super excited, you know, um, to be a part of it as they should. So that's awesome. Um, just kind of backtracking a little bit to like a prior conversation. So we were talking about how there's a, like a lot of differences between, um, you know, pre-COVID and like during COVID and how things have been run. Um, so I know that obviously like you've been ASG for a very long time. Um, so you've had a lot of experience within like pre-COVID and like how it is now. Um, what do you think has been like the most impactful change or like the most challenging part about the whole transition? I think the most challenging part about transitioning into COVID um, and the position has really been just missing out on a lot of that one-on-one -on -one interaction with students and especially other ASG members. It has been definitely a lot harder for me to get to know all of our senators and all of our cabinet members um, and even just students who are interested in student involvement because I can't physically be with them a lot of the time. And I think so many of those conversations did before COVID happen kind of spontaneously. Um, I think about whenever um, I first heard about ASG, I was up here before I enrolled as a freshman, um, like getting coffee with someone on campus and one of their friends walked by or something and they were like, oh, hey, you're an ASG. You should talk to Julia about this. We think she'd be interested. Um, so we've lost a lot of that spontaneity which has been really unfortunate and really difficult to work around. Um, and I'm hoping that a lot of that comes back once we transition to a post-COVID world, because just finding that connectedness without having to be really intentional about it has been difficult. Before we kind of close out, I want to kind of reflect back on, like kind of go back and kind of reflect on when you ran in your campaign. 
How do you think, and we've talked about so many times during the episode, this year has been so different, but we've learned so much from it. So how, looking back, how do you think your values, your visions, your plans, and your strategies have been communicated to the student body? And what do you hope members have gained from them? Yeah, um, looking back to our campaign, it's kind of crazy to think about this, but we didn't talk about COVID at all. Nobody did. It just wasn't on our radar. And I actually, um, the election results were announced that we had won the day after campus shut. So we had just run this whole campaign with all of our big plans, immediately found out that that was all going to be so limited. And then they were like, you're in charge, go, <laughs> which was just so strange. Um, but I am really proud of the job that our team has done and holding true to a lot of those values, even though we've had to shift how we do them. Um, something that was really important to us was direct outreach to students. And we haven't been able to physically go to those meetings, but we are still being really proactive on social media and trying to email people as much as we can. And I put my cell phone number and my email signature. So anyone who ever emails me has my cell phone number. Um, so I think that just being flexible and adjusting, we've been able to still hold true to a lot of our priorities, even though we've had to do it in a different way. And we have hit um, a lot of our really big goals. One of our big things was translating the Office of Financial Affairs documents into multiple languages to make them more accessible to international students who may not be comfortable with especially, you know, kind of legal, hyper-specific language. And we, we were still able to do that um, because that didn't require any sort of in-person format. So it's been a challenge and we've had to readjust a little, but I think even despite those adjustments, we've been able to still get done what we wanted to, even if it looked a little different. Yeah, I love how you said that this year and like being in office has proven a lot of flexibility and a lot of adjustment because something that we have, you know, come to learn from a lot of our guests this past semester and this past session is flexibility and adjustment relates to innovation so, so well. Um, it's honestly like the key factor. Um, so it's awesome that, you know, that you were able to, you know, you were kind of just thrown um, into a situation that no one really, you know, was prepared for and that you and your team were able to like fully take it by control, still stick to what you guys believed in, what you guys had run with, um, and just kind of alter it to really just fit, you know, the student body needs in a different time. Um, so that's awesome. And um, I congratulate you on that because it's definitely very, very difficult and you've been killing it. So um, thank you so much for just taking a little bit time off of your day to talk to us and tell um, our listeners more about ASG and all of the cool things that you guys do on campus. Um, I encourage absolutely everybody um, to take a look into ASG and try to get more involved. So if you like what you heard, please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. With that being said, follow us on Instagram at Walton Biz Talk. That's all for this week, and we'll be back next week with more casual conversations about professional things.